All right, here we go again, Scouse. It's been a while since we've done a podcast. Yep, it has. It has, you know, because um, the uh, the GM here at the uh, my new gig at the uh, Brown Hotel, he called me up and he says, uh, Michael, why don't you come work at the Brown Hotel? I said, oh, okay. So he's had me kind of busy. So uh, the uh, podcasts have gone by the by for a little bit. But guess what? We are back. We are back. And uh, last week, uh, Evan and Andy came back and did a reunion podcast. Yes, they the did. original host of In the House. And they kind of challenged us. Well, they didn't really challenge us as they brought up the fact that we always bring in stars. Yes, and we do. We've got we two do. stars here today. Yeah, we do. One of them was on In the House 1.0, actually from his office yes. with Evan and Andy. Mm-hmm. The other one has been on In the House 2.0 multiple times. Yep. So we call our shot. Mayor Fisher. Thank you for being on the podcast tonight. Oh, I love it. Yeah. You know, I love what soccer is doing in the city. I love what uh, Scouts' house is doing, what y'all are doing just to promote soccer. So, hey, man, yeah. if I can help in any way, I'm there. Good. And, and that's what we uh, we like to hear. But, uh, you know, um, it, just like we were talking earlier, you know, if you'd have told me five years ago we'd be sitting here talking about Louisville being a hotbed for football, Right here in the middle of the United States, I'd have called you a liar. No, it, man, you got to believe. But uh, here we are. You know, we're five years on, and um, our boys in purple are going for the uh, the third star. They are, and uh, to help us out with this as well, because you and I will get off the grid and get lost somewhere. So, Mayor Fisher, I apologize in advance. So that's why we brought in the familiar voice of Casey Whitfield from Soccer City Radio. Casey, thanks for joining us again. I am so happy that you guys actually had me back. I thought maybe I would blow my chances a few times before, but I'm happy to be here. (laughs) We brought you on with the big screener, Mike Watts. I had to make sure that he approved you from ESPN. He said, no, Casey's good enough to bring back. Oh, man. Well, if Mike Watts Mm -hmm. says so, then I guess it has to be true. (laughs) Yeah, and and you're the brains behind this organization, you know, because you know all the stats about everybody. I don't know about that. My concussion has kind of uh, helped me forget a few things, but I, I do my best. <laughs> Let's just say I, I try very hard. So we're going to get into a few questions uh, for the mayor about some of the stuff that's going on here in the city, but uh, we've got him for a limited amount of time. Before we do that, I want to get right into the Tampa Bay game that we've got coming yep. up here. I want to make sure that we all kind of go through that quickly. Uh, it's our time of the year, seven in a row, Eastern Conference Finals. Here we go again, off to Tampa Bay. Yeah. The bookies right now have the Rowdies as a half goal advantage. That's nothing because you can't really score a half goal. So, um, y'all's thoughts on the games, thoughts on the previous game. We've won the last two, one nil. Mayor, I think you were there at a couple of games before. I don't know if you were at this one. Yeah, no, look, it's amazing when you talk about seven years in a row. I mean, right. that's why soccer yeah. is mm-hmm. one of the reasons why it's done so well here. But, you know, playing down Tampa Bay, you know, whenever we play abroad or in another city, I think who the mayor is there. So we've got Mayor Jane Castor down there, retired p- police of, chi- of the, of the uh, retired chief of the police department. So okay. kind of unusual mm-hmm. as a mayor. She's a big sports fan. Uh, we're going to be laying a bet down on this game, having quite Ooh. negotiated. So I, I, I sent her a message today. I sent her an email today, and I, I was kind of smack talking, and I was saying, uh, you know, if you want to come on and talk to to the mayor tonight as we're doing a podcast you're more than welcome to but she hasn't answered me back so i think that she's uh, quivering in a boots. she's afraid she knows yeah. we're coming to town even though she was a top cop down there she knows when she's in trouble uh she's he's <laughs> humble in that way yeah. now i gotta say though you know between uh, tampa bay buccaneers and their baseball team and all that she's been talking a lot of smack amongst the uh, u.s mayors about uh, yeah about pro sports but that was before yeah the boys in purple came to town yeah, and the boys from Purple are coming to town on um, Saturday. And did you know, I get to go to the game. So kudos to the whole soccer holdings yeah, yeah, group here. So uh, they, they put together flights, and most everybody will see this as podcasts will drop on Wednesday, hopefully, if I 
kind of get my stuff in gear. But we've got flights taken off from here. Worked with Spirit Airlines, I believe it is. Is that yes, right, Casey? Yes, Spirit Airlines, mm-hmm. I believe. And we've got a full flight, I think, going down there. We've got buses going down there as well. Is that correct? It's a whole, like, caravan going down. And yeah. it is absolutely incredible that they were able to organize this for the fans to get to go. I'm, like, really actually jealous yeah. that everybody gets to go. And I'll be stuck here it's watching the purple it. invasion but of uh, Tampa. watch party, so. Yeah. I, I do want to say one of the reasons behind the success of the team, it takes so many different elements to make it that way, but the ownership group, I mean, just as evidenced by this, to them, this is no big deal. Okay? Right. This is what you do. You know, you pivot, you're an entrepreneur, you focus on your fans, you reward your fans, you put it together and create platforms for greatness. And they just do it yeah. time in and time out. They're yeah. quite impressive. You know, you, you name, give me one more team that, um, you know, has told the fans, come on, get on a plane, we'll get you the flight. All you can do is get on a plane and go, you know, and we'll take care of it. And that's exactly what they've done. And I don't think there's any other team anywhere that would do that. No, they step up all the time. You know, this is one example for this, how they they treated uh, NWSO when all the kind of issues about uh, harassment uh, took place with the female players and the way they've handled all that and the moves they've made. You know, they're a proactive, very impressive group. Not afraid to invest, and that's part of building a championship team. So how's the game looking on Saturday? What are we calling? So I'm calling one nil. We've won the last our two playoff games one nil. Uh, not sure if it comes down to a pen again for Cam. I would take it again. Um, but I'll go one nil. Yeah, I actually see this game going to extra time. Okay. Yeah, I really do. But it's, it's going to be um, just like uh, Saturday's game. It's going to take a mistake by somebody uh, for – someone to capitalize on to win the game and um, it's, it's going to be a really tight game and uh, you know it's uh, it's going to be a hard stopper I really could not agree more I think it's going to be an extremely tough game both teams are very talented Tampa has so many different scoring threats I mean we saw that when they won what 6-2 six 6-3 two, six six two against Tulsa in the first Tulsa round in the first that's round. a statement mm-hmm. match yeah I mean that that's just absolutely incredible so it's going to be a really close game and it's going to take a special player to step up and put it away but I do think Lucidity comes out 1-0 yeah. yeah you guys I know I mean I like our mental toughness I mean we showed that this past Saturday night and uh, um, the our our other Charlotte just collapsed in the final couple minutes. I mean, whether it was the hands uh, penalty or all the yellow, I mean, they just fell apart. You know, so I like our mental toughness. I see it more as a 2-1 victory. 2-1, okay. 2-1. Yeah. So Once that we get through the nervous legs. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're onto something right there, actually, because we've seen it from the last few uh, teams that have come in. They've tried to take care of We were talking about this kind of before we started recording, more of the dark arts of flopping around, taking tough tackles into everybody. So hopefully this will be a little bit more of a clean game because they're two very talented teams. But uh, this is our time of the year. This is what we do. Um, Casey, I'm going to cheat. I don't know if there's any other professional team that's that's seven in a row. row. I can't imagine. Good trivia question here. Yeah. I don't think there is. The the Bills went to four straight Super Bowls. That's the only thing I can think of even close to that. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Casey. You had a couple questions for the mayor, I think, and uh, I'm going to let you get those first. And I know that uh, we want to get to some of the other stuff that we were talking about just before we started as well. So go for it. All right. So soccer is the world's game. And one thing that the city of Louisville prides itself on is being a compassionate and accepting city who is continuously growing and expanding. So with that, with being such an eclectic city and having people from all over the world living here, how can we make the game more accessible to people who might live in those areas where there aren't fields to play on or they can't easily play on an organized team? Yeah, that's one of the things I'm really proud of, what the city is doing, and then how we're also embracing uh, the, the teams. You know, when, the, when we had the Women's Cup here, you know, that was right in the middle of the whole 
issue of in Afghanistan when the Taliban were taken over and we quickly put together a fundraiser and raised almost $100,000 to support wow. women in Afghanistan. Of course, with Nadia Nadim here was a perfect uh, partner in this to kind of bring focus to this. So, you know, another good example of the good-hearted people of Louisville, and I would say the organizers of the Women's Cup, too, when I suggested it to them, they were right on it. You know, so this is what it takes to rise to the occasion on things like that. When you think about then how do we make soccer accessible to everybody in the city, I'm really proud of our Parks Department, in particular our Parks Alliance, you know, so that's the independent group that raises money for Metro Parks. So we've been able to put up some different uh, soccer pitches now at Beachmont Center, at Wyandotte, and William Harrison Parks through the Parks Alliance of Louisville. So that's them independently raising money, working with our Metro Parks. We've got around 125 parks or so. Uh, and then putting soccer in there. And then the most recent addition is at Petersburg Park, which is in Newburgh. And, of course, that's through the U.S. Soccer Foundation as well. So we're bringing this game to people who were, let's say, refugees and played in refugee camps. And then they show up here and say, hey, here's something in my neighborhood to just multi-generation Americans that are just being enthralled by the world's game. I mean, that's where I think we're such a good place with kind of the, the trend of what you see in soccer. But it doesn't stop there uh, because our Parks Department ran the first youth soccer league this past fall, ages 5 to 10, nearly 180 participants. That's going to do nothing but grow. And I'm really proud of our power wheelchair soccer team that practices out of Barrytown Community Center. Isn't that great? And so we're covering in all angles, but then when you put on top the Academy's program of uh, Racing Louisville, Louisville City, we're starting to cover all of these all of these angles. And then when you look at a game, you'll see – people that are coming to the, that stadium, our stadium, Lynn Family Stadium, that the team might have extra tickets and say, let's bring folks in to enjoy the game. And mm -hmm. our, one of the, my main priorities as mayor, and I'll stop after this, was to further globalize the city. I think it's so important that our kids are raised in a city where they are very comfortable with people from all over the world because the world they'll be global citizens just like we are, but they're a different generation, so they got to be comfortable you know, whether it's somebody from uh, the Congo or Argentina, Afghanistan, say, yeah, I've got friends like you back in Louisville. And the more we do that, guess what's going to happen to soccer? It's mm -hmm. going to grow. And yeah. everybody in Louisville, you know, you might be a UFL or UK fan, fine. But everybody here is a Louisville City or a racing fan. Yeah. So you get to see the bigger picture than what most people see around the city. Can you tell us in the last few years with the, the new stadium opening what the economic impact has been right here in Louisville uh, because of the stadium? Yeah. Well, let's walk through a couple of the key steps if we could. You know, So mm -hmm. when Wayne Estapinal had the vision to bring a team to Louisville, and God rest his soul, uh, you know, a super exciting way that we started with Orlando and mm -hmm. you know played for five years in a baseball stadium and the city went crazy over a, a football team, a soccer Mm -hmm. team playing in a baseball city that's known for college basketball and Muhammad Ali. I mean, yeah. what's mm -hmm. going on here? Well, it just means we had all these fans that were just waiting for something to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and we knew we always needed our own pitch. So how could we position that stadium in a smart way, which meant walkable from downtown? So that had to be one of our edge neighborhoods. And how could it be a one plus one equals ten type of thing? Yeah. And you'll remember we had those just god awful ugly junkyards 
along uh-huh. I-64 that that was one of my goals. I didn't know how we were going to do it. I said, we got to get rid of those things. We're a much bigger city than to have that. Yeah. That was a tough deal to put together. It was five different parcels of property. Kudos to John Hollenbach, part of the ownership team. He's you know real estate guy. Was able to get all of that done and, and then open up some 30, 40 acres for us then to build a stadium. that had some floodplain levels, uh, but we were able to engineer our way out of that and then build this stadium that is amongst the best in the world. Not the biggest in the world, mm-hmm. certainly the best in the world, as evidenced by NWSL wanting to play here yeah. this weekend. So that was about a $50 million stadium there. Uh, the city's investment is about $30 million for land and improvement. Citizens of Louisville will be paid back about half of that uh, over the next 15 years, so it's a good deal for the citizens as well. And then now, each so those are the big numbers there. And then, like, look at this weekend. We've sold probably now, you all tell me, probably 9,000 tickets or so mm-hmm. for this weekend. Correct. The majority of which are going to be coming from out of town. So we're talking about hotels and restaurants. So we're talking about, you know, tens of millions of dollars of impact here over the near term. And then when you take a look at the long term, mm-hmm. that whole stadium district down there is going to have improvements of at least $200 million into it. When you're talking about apartments, uh, commercial, uh residential mm-hmm. uh, and so the stadium will just be nestled within all of that new development hotels restaurants etc so we think it's great now yeah so just think about an extension of Butchertown and Nulu and the vibe that that has surrounding the soccer stadium right across from one of the best parks in the world mm-hmm. it's and you can see it happening right in front of your face and that was my hope and Wayne's hope uh, from day one that it would come together like this and there's very few projects that just kind of go to plan like this when the plan is so grandiose yeah and w- one of the things that makes me smile is, is I'm, uh, if I'm driving past the stadium and you got the lights on and or even got the grow lamps on uh, trying to get the, the pitch right is uh, it's just a shining jewel right there it's right as you, you're driving past it and you got this beautiful stadium just glowing for everyone to see yeah. So, um, and when we had all the Argentinians in town this summer for the uh, Women's Cup, uh, yeah. most of your listeners probably know they organized that for the mm-hmm. most part. And, of course, they've been all over the world to all the famous stadiums, the, from the big ones to the small ones to the dirt fields. You know, yeah. just They love the intimacy and functionality of the Lynn Family Stadium. Yeah. So one of the other things that you talked about when the stadium first opened um, was about potentially having an MLS team. And while we don't have an MLS team yet, we have an extremely decorated USL team. But we were also able to break into the NWSL. So talk about what it's been like to be able to have some of those women's players here. And do you think that there's still potential for an MLS team? I was I was so hoping that we would get an NWSL team because uh, of the empowerment message that it sends to our girls and you know, young women, girls, to say, Look at these professional athletes that we have in town. There's a pathway for me if I want to do that. And sports is one part of it. But to me, like these professional athletes that we have on racing, uh, just represent people that have optimized what their gifts are. So maybe it's on, maybe it's as an athlete. Maybe it's as a musician. Maybe it's as, as a business person. But that type of excellence and the drive to become the best at whatever you can do translates in so many ways so i think that's so powerful for our girls to see and certainly boys as, as well but you know i was really hopeful we could do that and so i i salute the ownership team uh, for making that decision it, it came at a time in soccer holdings uh, life where they had a lot going on 
you know, new stadium being built, having to think about a practice facility, looking at a lot of money uh, being thrown out there. But they saw the wisdom that, hey, this might cost a little bit more, but when you added that to everything else, it made the whole value proposition so much bigger. And I think we see it paying off in so many ways, whether it was the Women's Cup, the global exposure we got over that. I love when players come here and they don't know what to expect and they walk into the Lynn Family Stadium and then drive five minutes down the road to the training complex and say, we haven't seen anything like this anywhere in the world. What that's going to do is attract even more players and more events, more friendlies uh, to come to our city. Um, as to MLS, you know, MLS has got expansion plans, obviously. Uh, you know, this market we have around here, I think, is ideal for some just tremendous rivalries, right? Between Louisville and Cincinnati, Nashville, Indy someday. You mean Cincinnati? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So who knows? Who knows? In the meantime, I know we got an ownership group, a coach, and players are dedicated to being the best that they can be. And what we got to do is we just got to show up as fans. You know, we got to fill that stadium. Next season, hopefully, will be the first post COVID season, I pray. You know, and we need to fill that up and rock the house and continue just putting out a great product. So from the mayor's office standpoint, so when you're looking at economic development and recruiting new businesses to come in, how much does it play into the portfolio of what you show of the city of what's happened in the last three or four years of prospective businesses coming in? Has, has your pitch changed? Has the dynamic of people contacting you more so because of these little spots popping up? Has that helped? Absolutely, it's helped. You know, when you think about over the last five or ten years, kind of the amenities that we've added in this city, uh, you know, starting with bourbonism, you know, bourbon and local food tourism and the explosion in new hotels, quality hotels, renovations. You know, we're sitting now here in the Brown Hotel, the kind of investment that's gone into here, the distillery experiences and the restaurant growth that comes out of that, uh, the louder-than-life music festivals, bourbon and beyond. And then when you say, let's talk about sport, and, you know, in addition to our great basketball scene that we have here in the in the really incredible, iconic baseball stadium we have, you throw in this new soccer product that just takes people's breath away. And uh, because of th- anybody that knows anything about soccer instantly sees this as something special. And they know about the history of our team. They see the global audience in, attend- in, in attendance there and the walkability to Butchertown and Nulu and the park, and they say, this is the kind of city we want to be in. Look, we're not Chicago. We're not New York. Guess what? We don't want to be. I don't want to be. Okay, but you've got to have quality experiences with a lot of variety at scale that exceed the customer's expectations. And I think we've put together just an incredible package around that both with sport and hospitality and soccer is just an incredible incredibly important part of that you've also got a big bet coming up i hear uh with possibly the mayor of tampa and i'm sure you probably want to save that for some other time but what type of confidence do you have in not having to worry about losing that bet she's hiding right now you know uh, yesterday i was at the white house for that infrastructure bill signing and 
I was looking for Jane Castor there, and the rumor was she was afraid to come because she didn't want to have a confrontation. I love the story. I can believe that. You know, you know, I, I sent her an email today. You know, I sent her an email today. And I, I was uh, telling her that uh, she should come on, and we'll uh, we'll talk about the game on um, on Saturday. But uh, she didn't call me back, so well, uh, I guess I'll, she's I'll too afraid. Note tonight, Mayor Castor, Jane Castor is an incredible lady, super strong, as I mentioned, former police chief down there. And so I'm a little tongue-in-cheek right now. She would appreciate that, by the way, too. She's a great smack talker. So before <laughs> it's all said and done, I'm sure there'll be some bourbon on the line. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they have special in Tampa, maybe seafood or something like that. But, <laughs> you know, sometimes when I have these bets with some of these other mayors, they gave me some kind of – I know one thing they've got special in Tampa on Saturday, boys in purple. There you go. There you go. Well, she can't bet those. But it's got to be something legit. You know, we got the world's best bourbon here. And so you can't just put up some, like, you know, Cheap six pack of beer or some bad cheese or something. No, like that. yeah, I think I'll uh, I'll take down a nice uh, bottle of bourbon and um, you know if uh, if they win I'll present it with a nice bottle of bourbon. If not, I'll drink it myself. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, Madam points you as my official emissary for this uh, bet then. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's fine. Very good. Yes. Bring it on. <laughs> Well, I guess just like, so we talked about the parks that are coming and we talked about some of the different organizations, but if people want to support the growth of the game and make soccer more accessible to the entire community, what can people do to help push these plans forward and help support the growth? Well, when we right now we're scaling, right, in a pretty significant way. When you think about what uh, Louisville City and Racing Academies have done for the kids that are, you know, the most talented, the top 1,000 kids or so, in the community that might see soccer as a pathway to college or professional sports for them. And that will happen, you know, going through one of those academies within a not too long period of time, five years or so, we'll have star college athletes and future MLS players, you know, just like we had Muhammad Ali growing up here, and that's going to happen. So the question then is how do we scale that beyond that? And that's where I would say our Metro Parks comes into play. And so the best way to do that is get involved with the Parks Alliance of Louisville. Uh, that's an independent group whose function is to just raise money and build capital improvement projects for our parks. So you can check out their website, and that would be a great way to help out. I'll put that, uh, I'll put that link inside this podcast. Okay. Yeah. So um, the one thing that's, that's really struck me then, um, over the last few years is when I first visited out at the uh, the new training facility that uh, soccer holdings have got out there with Louisville City and Race in Louisville, is it's not so much as you drive up there you, you see um, all of the star players out there. It's not that at all. It's all the young kids that are getting out of the car and running onto the pitch to play football. And um, if you go home to my home and you look at. Um, you know, Finch Farm, where Everton um, practice, and you look at uh, Melwood or Kirby, where Liverpool practice, the kids aren't allowed to go and play on it. You know, it it's hallowed ground for the for the professionals only, but here, as I'm driving up, and you're seeing all of these little kids just running onto the pitch and having a blast kicking a ball around the pitch, you know, um, the, the facilities themselves are just beautiful, but you know, I just can't express enough, you know, how happy it makes me to see all these kids just going out there and playing football. Yeah. Well, we've got a different culture here, right? Obviously, you know, you go over to the European League, they've all got their own things, and it's a whole different ball game, so to speak. But 
you see the U.S. product accelerating quickly, and what better way to do that through than through the training facilities and allowing access to the kids, you know, because they then vision themselves being that way. And again, maybe it's it's through soccer, or maybe it's another way, but it makes them feel like they belong and they're important. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, no matter if you're, you know, messy or whomever you are, you're just a person at the end yeah. of the day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they need their own space, and I get that. But they got to be able to express their humanity through these kids because yeah. nobody's better than anybody else. doesn't matter if you're the president of the United States, Lionel Messi, or, you know, Greg Fisher, or Adam Saunders. You know, we're all in this together. Yeah. And the, our professional athletes can send a strong message when they behave that way with the kids. It's important yeah. you're humble. It's important that you uh-huh. work hard to be the best you can be. And I think we saw that uh, um, the last few games that uh, Race and Lowell played at home, and we had a, a few um, of the top celebrities coming down here and um, playing right in front of the kids, and y- you see the look on the kids' face um, in Scouser's house because these players are st- right there, right in front of them. And, you know, it just, just warms my heart to see the kids coming in and yep. to seeing the stars right in front of them. I've always thought, uh, you know, the purpose of life is to help as many people as you can. Mm-hmm. And we had the premier athlete in the world here from Louisville, Muhammad Ali, yeah. who really, you know, was this magician, loved doing tricks. His biggest trick ever was, yeah, he wanted to be a great athlete, but he really wanted to be a great athlete so he uh, would have a platform to be the world's greatest humanitarian. Yeah. You know, that really was his message of his life, is help people. Mm-hmm. And so each and every one of us the bigger your platform is the bigger your responsibility is to help people yeah and professional athletes have a big platform so Mm -hmm. how do you use this yeah be a great athlete but at the end of the day if that's all you've done in your life then your life really hadn't been worth that much if you've done that and you've helped people inspired people and broke down obstacles for female empowerment or you know defeated hatred or whatever it might be You've had a good life, and yeah. athletes really have a big uh, platform to yeah. achieve that type of thing. Yeah. Well, and as somebody that's grown up in Louisville my entire life, born and raised here, grew up playing soccer, grew up with the sport, to see where it is now and to see what all is going into developing the sport and making it just this massive thing that everybody can be a part of now is so amazing, and I just... It, it makes me just so happy to see so many kids out there. And then now I teach students from other countries. Um, so I get to see them all excited about we get to we, we played soccer out here the other day. We're going we're going to the game this weekend and to see just like the joy that this sport is bringing to the community is inspiring. Yeah. And it brings us together. It's uh, and that's the most important thing is, you know, there's so many different people and types of people but these are all secondary differences right i mean we share 99.6 of all dna people all over the world black white different colors different ethnicities and any way we can come together to just celebrate who we are and sport Mm -hmm. does that music does it soccer certainly does that for our global community let's face it most of our global community is either you know here for the first time or first generation and so their pathways into being part of this city are really important and soccer is a just tremendous way to bring our city together and make us grow even more our foreign-born population is the r- most rapidly growing part of our city and responsible for most of our population growth and also making our sis- city more interesting and diverse and entrepreneurial yeah and i can't believe they let me in 
You know, been here what uh, <laughs> almost thirty years now, and they let it's me still, in. It's still under consideration, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Okay. I, thank I, you. I got a report the other yeah. day, and so it's on the left side of my desk. Okay. All right. So yeah, I'm waiting for it to go on the right side of the desk. You know. Okay. See how things work yeah. out. So, but the, you know, the, um, all joking aside, you know, that's the um, been the purpose of um, Scouser's House from the get-go is to embrace the um, um, cultural diversity that's right here in Louisville. And the one thing we all have in common is we just love football. And yeah. um, come join us, stand with us shoulder to shoulder. And if um, did you know that that the reason why Scouser's House has all the flags up is originally it was because uh, we wanted to represent just the nationalities on the team. But it's got so big now that uh, we're not only representing the nationalities on the teams, but also that standing with us shoulder to shoulder. So uh, if you have a, a flag out there that you want me to, to post, that some lady gave me a uh, uh, a Mexican flag on um, on Saturday, and we flew that for her. So you know, get it to us, and we'll fly it. Yeah, no, that's what's great. I was standing by the Argentinians on uh, this just past uh, weekend's game, and of course. You know, their encyclopedic knowledge of the game, you know, and it just uh, was great fun to hear their kind of commentary was going on. But a beautiful flag they're so proud of. They're so proud to live here, but they're just so stoked to have a professional soccer teams here in yeah. our city as well. Yeah. So, but um, so what do you see happening going down the road? Um, I know we've got, what, seven finals in a row right now that we're going through on Saturday. So what do, what do you see going down the road? Well, in terms of the you know actual teams themselves, I mean, I think the best predictor of the future is the past, you know, and our track record is just incredible on the men's side here. So we're going to continue to see more good coaching, uh, more good ownership decisions, obviously players, player development in the community. Our first year with racing really set records of its own for a first-year team. Uh, the exposure we're getting around women's soccer and the growth in that, I think, is going to be a huge thing and play huge dividends for us. We should be seeing more high-profile friendlies uh, come into town to put us on the global map. This weekend's game, uh, NWSL final, is going to expose a lot of people to Louisville and Lynn Family Stadium for the first time. Uh, which will lead to more interest in what's going on here. So I'm very confident about the quality of the product and the future of the stadium. And so then when I look at kind of the bigger picture, more physical environment around the around that, that will all be growing out around what I call the stadium district, where it will be, you know, hundreds of millions, half-billion-dollar type of investment taking place down there, which is just going to continue to help the growth of our city. I mean, you know, we've been through – uh, pandemics. America went through protests in 2020, certainly had them here as well. Uh, but downtown, from an entertainment and hospitality standpoint, is in a better place than it ever has been. You know, we've got to get people back to work in downtowns. That's true all over uh, America. But if you come here at nighttime, man, it's popping. You come here on yep. a soccer game, it's popping. Basketball, concerts. So all that's going to continue to evolve. And we've got authentic character to our city architecture people hospitality so when people come and visit this isn't just any place usa you know mm -hmm. they'll come back and say we're going back to louisville so just really mm -hmm. proud of the whole way i'm grateful for all the people that have helped uh, develop this and that's one last thing is we're not a city of big egos you know where people are saying hey look at me i did all this it's we're all working together really mm -hmm. well and what we just want we want success for the city yeah 
So um, one of the the things is now that uh, now that I'm working at this uh, fabulous hotel, you know, now that we're here at the Brown Hotel, if uh, you know we got the the uh, tournament coming up on um, Saturday with the NWSL. So uh, what we you know, would just right down the street. What a place to come and stay if you. Uh, Come and say you know Scouse and uh, come to into the hotel and stay get at the, the Brown. Get the Scouse discount. Yep, get the Scouse discount at the Brown Scouse hotel. discount and some delicious water. I appreciate yeah. it. I asked for bottled and you brought like water in a glass. I was yeah. really impressed. Yeah. I, maybe it was because the mayor's coming. Or yeah, we're partially here. Yeah. Casey's here. I don't know. We're partially here. It's hard to say. I don't yeah. think I should be lumped in the same category. Yeah. <laughs> you are. All right, Mayor. Well, you've been very gracious with your time. I know it's a busy time of season. You were up in D.C. yesterday. Thank you for the work that you're doing yeah, here. Yeah, I'm sure you're tired. Uh, to push forward yeah. such great initiatives yeah. like this. It's it's fun to have my kids come back up here from two hours away, and they go, we can't wait get, to get back to Louisville to watch the game. And if it was, like you said, everybody working together, this doesn't happen. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, just a big thank you to you guys. I mean, it's you know really critical part of making our team and our mm-hmm. whole environment, our whole culture successful here. And I, I love and I'm just so grateful for how everybody's participated in this. And it's wonderful to see the kind of success we're having as a community because that success begets more success. And as long as we stay true to our fundamentals and, you know, kind of the compassion and helping each other and putting good quality product, more good things are going to be coming. So good luck to the the boys in purple. Thank you. Saturday they'll be coming home. Could you imagine championship game? Yeah. Can you imagine that? But um, it's coming home. Yeah. You know, because it's coming home again. You know, I want the, the third star right there behind the goal next season so uh you know it's got to come home and take um, care of business this weekend yeah the purple uh, army's coming down to tampa and um the mayor better be careful because we're we're bringing that trophy home all right all right but thank you guys so much thank you man i appreciate you thank you so much